everyone, to another PNTT uh, podcast. You've got Coach El Nino here, accompanied by Coach Bills. And uh, this time, we are going to be taking a look at the Mahone Group, named after graduating backup small forward, Legendary. the Inglewood oh. Igloo Makers, Patrick Mahone. I'm at sure least he's, he's got a name that sounds like Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> And so with with Inglewood, uh, we also have Dearborn, Aurora, and Raleigh making up this group. And so we will start talking about our namesake team in Inglewood, who graduated their 62-61 class, really headlined by Mr. Mahone. And, and they bring in the 65-65 class, so kind of very similar rankings, um, you know, the the departing seniors, none of them really um, playing significant minutes. I think, you know, Mahone was certainly a contributor off the bench, but kind of no kind of major impact, I think, in, in the style of basketball they like to play. But then bring in um, a guard in Zachary Styles, a wing in Esteban Smith, and then another guard in Alexis Green. Um, and, and so some key returners here are, are really their freshman class to anchor that, you know, the one, two, and three for them in Branson Gilbert, Jacob Hines, and Christian Barnhill. And so they return all of those as well as power forward Austin Hone or Horn, who returns for his senior year, and anchored by center Jacob Summy. So bringing back kind of in start, an entire starting lineup, have a nice kind of injection of some some freshman talent who I think are going to be able to contribute, and we definitely have a formidable one seed here. What are your thoughts, Bills? No doubt about it. I agree with everything you said. I mean, to take a look at what they did last year, right? They looked like one of the very best teams in the country. They fell in the PNTT, I think, by like three points in the semis to the eventual champ, Montpelier. So they were right there in last year's tournament. You know, easily could have won it if a few bounces had gone their way. Had a great season in a very tough conference 27, which for the last few seasons has been led by Bakersfield and their incredible run, but you know, also features Fremont, a team that won the NTT just a couple seasons ago. Uh, and Inglewood was right there competing with those teams. Uh, was a two seed in the NTT. Uh, didn't get a ton of love on the NTT podcast, which I was a part of, and there there was there was some chirping about that on the message board about how you know <laughs> they didn't get uh, enough respect, but then they went out and lost in the second round. So what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Fair uh, enough. Now I will say I have higher expectations for this team this year, last year, just because they're another year older. As you said, they didn't graduate anybody. You know, they were starting three freshmen last year. I think it's a little better to be starting three sophomores, uh, and potentially to add a senior to the starting lineup, assuming Horn stays in that spot where he was last year. Um, and it's just it's such a talented team. Awesome guards, you know, Jacob Hines is a great player. Uh, to me, he's the headliner of that 1-1 class, but Gilbert is a really good player as well. Uh, Christian Barnhill, I know he was a tie as well, probably playing, you know, ever so slightly out of position at small forward. Um, you know, they're they're a little undersized for an elite team. You know, six, six small forward, 6-8 power forward, 6-9 center. Uh, it really didn't seem to deter them much last year. So I think with a real vengeance this year, um, I agree with you that the freshmen look fine. You know, I think they'll probably be, you know, natural replacements for the backup shooting guard and small forward that left, including Mahone, as well as Kyle Elmore. Um, maybe it'll be Green and Smith taking those spots. Uh, not sure, but uh, those guys should be more than capable of filling those roles. And other, other than that, this team's just running it back. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm, you know, I'm just looking forward to see what, uh, what the freshmen can do as sophomores now that they have that year under their belt and kind of the full off season to really adjust and, and also just adjust to being kind of older people. Right. So Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll look at kind of the athletes that, that they have been, you know, been able to become. And, uh, yeah, I I think they're going to have some very, very, uh, just exciting games on their schedule. I mean, they open up with Dearborn, but then kind of, you know, in, in the second week of play, have that matchup with San Antonio. And so we, uh, we talked about San Antonio at length in, in kind of their group's podcast. So I think that's going to be a really exciting game. Yeah. That's a good one to call out for sure. That'll be very interesting to see. Um, So yeah, in other words, tough schedule for Englewood, right? I mean, that's one other way to look at it. You know, they have to play Rockford out of group uh, Boise, um so yeah a really good team that's going to be tested absolutely with that we're going to move on to the dearborn defenders this is a squad who graduated in 83 72 class and brought in a 213 class headlined by uh really it seems like none of them and all of them at the same time all really good players in christian james zachary cole and drew harper i think um Kind of just on my personality, I think I'm most intrigued by Zachary Cole, just with the flexibility I think he presents. But these are all players who, you know, are not immense scorers, but definitely know how to facilitate the ball and play some solid defense. So I think uh, with graduating, uh, you know, two starters in Colin Cortez or Quartz, um, really the the main score on last year's squad and, and small forward Henry Dempsey more of a, a glue defensive guy. Um, they have plenty of those and then bring back both bigs as well as point guard Joseph Bryant, who um, kind of a solid point guard, but, you know, nothing nothing really jumps off the page. So just a nice infusion of talent. I think they have easy replacements or at that two and three and then also just have a, you know, a third productive player that I think can can definitely have a role in in, uh, in the reserves. Yeah, Dearborn is a really interesting team to me. I mean, you you about how the class they graduated was ranked fine, but didn't seem like a superstar class, you know, 8372. But as you also said, guys were important for them. Cortez and and Dempsey both started and Cortez was their leading scorer. So I imagine those will be losses. Uh, And, you know, that freshman class is sort of a classic Sim Hoops group, right? Like Sim Hoops loves these Mm -hmm. balanced classes, no star. That's why they're number two in Sim Hoops. Uh, but you know, they're also number 13 in hardwood, which suggests that they, you know, there's, there's some front end talent there as well. Um, so I also would look at Zachary Cole as the guy who could maybe take a, a leap at this level, uh, you know, six, seven playing center. It's not as if he was tremendously undersized, but sometimes, uh, that can, you know, tamp down a guy's stats a little bit. And then if he comes in and starts playing at a wing position, like if he's the shooting guard or the small forward this year. Uh, he may have an easier time. And uh, overall, you know, nothing really ends up being easy for this Dearborn team because they're in Conference 15, uh, a great conference that is good, you know, year in and year out. And if you take a look at last year, you know, real quick, you think, oh, Dearborn, 10 and 14, you know, not a great year. Uh, maybe that's fair. But if you dig a little deeper and look at their schedule, they started five and one with their only loss being a double overtime loss to a team that finished 20 and four out of conference in Yakima. Uh, and then they ended up losing five in a row, all to teams that finished in the top 40. 
So, you know, they just had a really, yeah, really tough schedule. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, you know, and they end up in the PTT, uh, lost some games there. You, you guys, your team, Frankfurt beat them in the first round. Um, so, you know, a tough opponent there for sure. Um, but early in the season last year, I suppose my point is it looked like they might be a real contender within conference 15 and then things fell apart as they played really good teams. Um, you know, the, the talent is, is kind of there, right? They, they have some classes, they're ranked number 21 in the preseason rankings. It'll just be a matter of, you know, finding the right mix. And then also whether anybody can stand out as a potential star for this team. Uh, whether Cole can, you know, score a bit more than he did in high school, whether somebody like Matthew Marshall can take a big step and, and start scoring a bit more for them, or if they're, you know, going to remain in the position they were as a, a very tough team, but not one that can compete with the best. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, Coach Calbe is a good, good friend of mine. And, you know, I know he'll have the squad ready. I think one thing he has maybe in his favor, at least, you know, is, is ripe for the, for the taking is – what seems to be a lot of winnable games on their schedule. I mean, a lot of really good teams. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things like it could go either way. It could be really pretty or it could be some tough sledding. Um, I think the one player I, I'm looking to have step up the most is Adrian Cummings. Um, I would really like to see his kind of blocks and turnovers from last year flip to be kind of two and a half blocks and 1.2 turnovers rather than the opposite. So, um, I, I think he needs to play well for them and have success, especially when we just looked at an Inglewood team that kind of didn't have as much talent on the back end. So, you know, if he's able to perform well, that could be a, an advantage for them. Yeah, and there's one other possibility there. It may not be his job. I mean, he will have a chance, I'm sure. Yeah, but could be. Drew, Drew Harper could come in and, and take that job. Uh, I am somewhat familiar with both of those players. I, I recruited Cummings uh, and lost a one, one net tie for him. Um, so, you know, I have a sense of his strengths and weaknesses. Harper was somebody I didn't really go after too heavily, but he was around, he was from conference 29, I think. So I, I took a look at him and, uh, he was one of those guys who was poor scouted with really bad scouted ratings, but really mm. nice stats that mostly held. So I don't know how he came in. Those are but, always you know, intriguing recruits. Right. Right. I mean, like Sim hoops apparently seems to think that he's pretty good, uh, or at least somebody is. So, you know, I would not be surprised if he ends up taking that starting role uh, or if it's, you know, maybe even a platoon situation early on. Right. We'll see. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, next, let's move on to the Aurora Roaring Rhinos. This is a squad who graduated a senior class that was ranked 119-138 by the Mags and bring in a 49-32 class. So, uh, you know, I don't think they're – they're too bummed to be losing uh, seniors, given that none of them, um, outside of David Ferguson, their 5'10 point guard, was even in the starting lineup. And, you know, looking at his stats last year, I don't think that's, that's too big of a loss. So, um, you know, kind of out with the old and in with the new with this nicely rated class of Eli Ibarra, Kevin McCoy, and Rory Clark. It seems like, you know, another example of, like, Three solid players, no like big stars, and so the the magazine seemed to definitely like that. And uh, I, I am intrigued to see kind of you know what they do with the lineup, giving kind of graduating one senior, but bringing in at least two guys, you know, with six eight, six seven height in McCoy and Clark. 
just offers a lot of flexibility. This is a team who already plays a short lineup with the six, six Anthony Jackson and playing power for it last season. So definitely think uh, we're expecting some, some shakeups in the lineup. Definitely. And I'd be, I'll be curious to see who takes that point guard spot. I, I sort of have my eye on Trey Matthew, the backup shooting guard from last year. Uh, shot 34 for 35 from the free throw line for a cool 97. Love that. 97.1, right? You know, nice little point guard uh, capability to have. And he can do some other things too. You know, had over two steals per 30 minutes uh, with a perfectly reasonable assist to turnover ratio. So uh, that's a guy that might be able to step in and even improve on the level of play at the point guard spot from what David Ferguson offered last year, potentially. And I also agree that somebody like Clark, uh, or maybe McCoy could take that power forward job uh, either directly away from Anthony Jackson or maybe slide Jackson down in the lineup. I don't know. Um, but so there could be a couple of new faces in the starting lineup and that could improve this team. You know, they were in the PTT last year as a very high seed two seed uh, play in sort of a well-known conference in conference 21 graduated, as you said, a class that was not ranked all that highly. So it looks to me like this is a team on an upward trend uh, that could be back in the NTT uh, this season after an absence of what has now been a few seasons for this group. Yeah, absolutely. And then with that, we'll round out the group with the Raleigh Toast. This is a team who graduated a 203-221 ranked senior class and bringing in an 89-117 class. So definitely an improvement there. Uh, you know, from a starting lineup perspective, they were not uh, – you know, weren't starting any seniors and really even only one junior. So a very young team uh, who made the PTT last year coming back and then bringing in uh six, seven Jorge Deering six, one Elijah Brown and six, three Edward Curry. Um, you know, not amazing players definitely seem like role players, you know, Curry can, can score a little bit, but really inefficient. So I think this is more of a uh, kind of defensive unit and, and more of, you know, a, a team players, but no one, I think that's really going to jump off the stat sheet. What I think we are expecting to see the stat sheet is returning shooting guard, Nicholas Bainon, who scored 31 points a game last year. And then Caleb Rhodes at, at, at power forward also scoring 15 of his own. Um, but I think with, at least how I like to look at teams. I love good bigs. And this team certainly has one in Dakota key. Um, someone who got 12.1 rebounds a game, um, you know, monster assists for, you know, a guy who just does everything with 4.3 from centers, pretty solid and 2.3 blocks, just kind of good at everything, especially in a group that doesn't have amazing big play. I think he's going to be able to have a very good tournament. What do you think? I like this team. You know, I mean, it's a four seed in the group, but you mentioned some good players that these guys have. You know, Bainon really jumps out. And he's interesting because he was doing this in high school. He scored 27 points a game in high school. I think he was over 30 early in his senior high school season. Uh, you know, he didn't have awesome ratings, it seemed. And then he came in and the magazines were like, eh, he's okay. Uh, but here he goes. He just continues to score, you know, 31 points a game. Uh, and he can defend as, as well, you know, or at least put up steals. So he's a, he's a really nice star to have. And then when he's flanked by a big guy like Key, that's an awesome one-two punch for, you know, a four seed in a group, right? Um, 
that they were a high seed in the PTT last year, three seed, didn't lose anybody. Brought in, as you said, some solid freshmen. I'm impressed that Eddie Curry has reinvented himself as a as a guard after his you know tumultuous NBA career with the Bulls and Knicks. <laughs> Seems for like sure. he's lost some inches and some some pounds for sure. Uh, so that plastic good on surgery him. has come a long way these days. Yeah, it really, it really has. And you know, he skipped high college the first time, so it's only fair that he should be allowed to play now. So that's great. Good for him. Hopefully, he can find a role on this team. But uh, I think this is going to be a, a very tough four seed. They might be the fourth best team in this group because the group is very solid, but they, they certainly are not going to be an easy out. And, you know, they were, they finished 50th in the country last year, the kind of knocking on the door of the NTT. So uh, it, it could be a pretty strong season for this group. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So with that, I think we can um, maybe point out a few, uh, kind of individual players that we're expecting to have kind of real significant um, performances in this, uh, in this tournament and in this group. And uh, who's, who's really jumping out to you? Sure. Well, I'll start with the team we just talked about uh, for the heck of it. I mean, like I said, Bainon is the guy, you know, 31 points a game last year. Can he get even higher than that this year? How many points would he have scored in the Mario Dillon era, right? Before that pass yeah, to no camp down those guys. He could have some of the all-time records for single games. So he's one to watch for sure. Uh, Going to be a real matchup problem for really any team. Uh, for Aurora, as I mentioned, I'm very interested in Trey Matthew. You know, he's a guy who put up good numbers off the bench last year. The recruiting rankings suggest he's, he might be a good player. Uh, you know, he may have a real opportunity to come in and start at point guard for this team and and I think potentially elevate the team. So I'm, I'm watching out for him as well. Uh for Dearborn, I would say Matthew Marshall is the guy I have my eye on the most, playing power forward last year, scored 13 points per 30 minutes or so. Um, pretty good percentages. With Cortez having graduated, he may be called upon to score a bit more for a team that has solid overall talent, but no one-star scorer. So he's someone that I would take a look at. Uh, and then for Inglewood, I think it, it's really Jacob Hines. You know, And it's, yeah. it's great, great town all around, but that's the guy who sticks out to me as, as a real star among stars who can, you know, kind of power this team to who knows how far in the PNTT playoffs. Yeah, agree. And then I think I'll just add to that Dakota key from Raleigh and then uh, Zachary Cole, the freshman for Dearborn. I'm, I'm just intrigued to see where he's going to play. I think he could have a really good tournament. And so, so with that, who, uh, you know, who do you see winning this group and, and do you see, uh, kind of maybe multiple teams making the playoffs or, or do you think it's just one? Well, I like Inglewood to win the group, uh, but I think there's talent here for somebody else, somebody else to get in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, there's a, been a format change, as I'm sure many of you are aware, right? You, you just have to go four and two plus 20 to make the playoffs. That's it. Um, so it won't depend on other groups and whether you finish in the top 16 anymore. Uh, so, you know, if one of these teams can do that, they'll get in. Um, I don't know exactly which one it's going to be. I, I kind of lean toward Aurora, having looked at each of these teams. Uh, I think they have the potential to take a little bit of a leap. And I, I wonder if Dearborn might have some trouble, even if they're winning games, uh, winning by big margins, point differential. Um, so if I had to pick a second team from the group, it would be Aurora. But it, I think it's two, three, four in this group to me are pretty even. I could see that shaking out. Yeah, in they're direction. so close. Yeah, yeah. But with Inglewood at the top. So what do, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Inglewood at the top. 
I could see kind of both a scenario of like this entire group just cannibalizing itself and really mm-hmm. it would mm-hmm. being the only one, or I could see kind of two or maybe a third. I don't, you know, I don't know if there'd be enough wins on the schedule to get a third close enough, but like, I mean, I could see all four of these teams having great performances. Um, even if it's just kind of in the games outside of their group. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That could happen too, though. What you said that they may all just cannibalize each other and maybe they'll all be three and three, you know, or four. Yeah. That point differential that's not quite good enough yeah but i you know nevertheless i think this is gonna be a really fun group to watch for re- you know really good teams very competitive and i think we're gonna we're, we're in for some good basketball should be fun all right everyone that is the mahone group uh later we're going to be coming back uh, with one more uh and then i think that'll be uh it for coach bills and i so stay tuned for the next one